Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. It has been a minute here since I posted one, um, but I wanted to come on today and share something that's been on my heart for a while now. Um, you know, it's just uh, the Lord has really been putting on my heart. I don't know what you would call this. Maybe a message to Gen Z. I don't even know really what Gen Z is. A message to the young people. Okay, I'm 26 years old. I'm going to be 27 uh, this year coming up in 2023. So I just want to take this podcast to speak to the younger generation. The generation behind me. Whatever you want to call that. I would say ages 14 to like 23, 24 that age because you know I'm not that old but I'm older and I've been through those years and lately you know God has really just been showing me you know if you're spiritual you can see things <laughs> you you just you have a spiritual way that you look at everything and you know I feel like the Lord has really been just been showing me in several instances over the past several months just the plan that the enemy has against this younger generation. I mean, I, you know, I'm not even that old, but I just feel like man is the devil rearing his head against these, this younger generation. And I'm sorry if you listen to this and you are just in a church bubble and you don't know what's going on, but I'll tell you what's going on is that the devil is just really hardcore attacking this younger generation a lot of them are suicidal. A lot of them have anxiety to the point where they can't go one day without medication. A lot of them are depressed and can't get out of bed. A lot of them are just uh, basically living to do drugs, uh, drink themselves into oblivion and sleep with whoever the next person is. That That is like, you know, and again, if you're in a church bubble, you can kind of forget you can you can begin to forget how bound up people are. But you take one step outside into the world and talk to anybody, people are bound up by the devil. And let me tell you, it's an attack, it's an attack against this generation because in case you haven't noticed Jesus is coming very soon. I don't know, and I'm not saying it is or it isn't, but that this could be the last generation of ministers of uh, men and women of God who are being raised up right now that before Jesus returns that this could be the last whatever, you know, group of people. So obviously the devil would have a plan to take them out to direct. And this is the thing. And this is why I'm aiming this podcast to younger people. And right now I want to encourage you. If you know someone in that age bracket, that's younger, high school, college, right out of college age, please share this with them. I'm begging you. I humbly ask you to share this with them because let me tell you the devil. And if you're older and you've already made mistakes, that's something totally different. And God is the God of restoration. He will restore you. He will turn your life around. So that's not what I'm talking to on this podcast. If you've made mistakes that, you know, God can turn anything around. I'm talking to the younger people that I want you to understand that the devil is going to do everything to derail your life while you're young. and you think that it's all fun and games. You think that, you know, and okay, I'm getting ahead of myself. The first thing I want to say is I have three points here, three things that have just been on my heart that I would like to say to <laughs> basically anyone that's younger than me. Oh, you know, and maybe if you're older, it could apply to you too, a little older. 
But number one thing I want to say is that God has a plan for your life. And that sounds very cliche. Uh, It sounds like, okay, yeah, shut up. You don't know what I've been through. But I want to tell you that this is from the Lord, that God actually has a plan for your life. And so many people hear that. Many younger people hear that and they say, well, guess what? My life sucks. So if this is the plan that God has for my life, I hate him. I don't want anything to do with it. But I want to tell you that uh, God's plan is not what's automatically happening in your life. The devil also has a plan for your life. So what I want to tell you about is the plan that God has for your life. It may be different from what you're experiencing right now, depending on if you've given your life to Jesus or not, or if you're surrendered to him or not. But I want to tell you what the Bible says that the plan of God is for your life. And many of you have probably heard this scripture, but I believe that this scripture is going to come alive to you in a new way today. This is Jeremiah 29, 11. Uh, I'm going to read it in several versions to you because I just want you to get it. I want you to get this in your spirit like you never have before. And you know what? I heard this scripture growing up, but I pray that the Holy Spirit reveals this to you, that it becomes so real to you that no one and nothing can talk you out of it. Amen. Jeremiah 29, 11. God says, not Victoria says, not the church says, not your mom says, God says, for I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good. Hey, they are plans for good and not for disaster to give you a future and a hope to give you hope. You know that God wants to give you hope today. There are so many people bound up by a demonic spirit of suicide and depression, but I want to tell you that there is hope to those that are in Christ. When you give your life to Jesus, the Bible says that you are born again to a living hope. There is hope that comes into your life. What is hope? It's that you can wake up in the morning and expect to see the goodness of God in your life. I don't care how bad it's been for you. Maybe you had a rough childhood. Maybe you've had a rough few years. I want to tell you that God has a plan to give you hope and expectation that when you wake up the more in the morning, that you know that there's a purpose for you being alive and that, they, that you can expect the goodness of God in your life. And I want to read it to you in another version. This is the amplified version. God says, I know the thoughts and the plans that I have for you, says the Lord. Thoughts and plans for your welfare and peace. Do you know what peace is? And I feel like, you know what, a lot of people have no idea what real peace is. And you know, if you're, you've been saved for a long time and you're mature in your faith, you probably do. And that's great. But a lot of people in the younger generation, they think it's normal to be bound by anxiety, normal to have depression, normal to occasionally have thoughts about suicide. And, but let me tell you that God has a plan to give you peace. I'm talking about real peace. I'm not talking about medicated type of peace. I'm talking about peace. And why do I know this is real? Because I'm experiencing it. I, and let me tell you, I never knew that it was even possible to be this free. I didn't even know when I was younger that it was possible to live in this kind of peace. This kind of peace I'm talking about is peace that is unshaken by anything that can happen around you, but you have peace of mind, peace of heart. You have confidence that God is with you, that God is for you, confidence in who you are in Christ and total peace of mind where there's, there's not a bunch of thoughts that are constantly trying to just come into your mind and and make you crazy. (laughs) 
And many of you know what I'm talking about. And I used to have that too. Just all kinds of crazy thoughts that just make you like, oh my gosh. Okay. And people are being tormented in their minds, but God has a plan to give you peace. Okay. I I didn't finish reading it. He has thoughts and plans for your welfare and peace and not for evil to give you hope in your final outcome. The message version says that he has a plan to take care of you, not to abandon you. Plans to give you the future that you hope for. (laughs) Maybe you don't even know what you're hoping for, but God wants to give you the future that you've always hoped for. Deep down, (laughs) everything that you've ever dreamed of or wanted in life, let me tell you, the devil wants you to think that pleasure and happiness is found in sin and in the devil's plan for your life. But actually, as we're going to, I'm going to get into this more, the Bible says that there's a way that seems right to man, but the end of it is destruction. So the devil disguises his plan for your life in pleasure. It's disguised in pleasure. And that's why I'm speaking to the young people, because a lot of the young people are in the pleasure phase of sin. Of course, the devil is going to make sin like the most pleasurable thing to you at first. Yeah, at first. Mm -hmm. And then you find out um, that while you've been enjoying your life of sin, the devil has actually been slowly wrapping a rope around your legs, around your arms, around your whole body. And we're going to read the scriptures on this. But he's actually been putting you into bondage. And hey, look, if you're in bondage right now, we're going to pray and you're going to be set free. But I'm just telling you, you have to first understand that God has a plan for your life. Number one, this is my first point. And many people think, I'm speaking to the younger generation, (laughs) speaking to you young people. Many people think, all right, well, I'm going to do what I want to do now. And then later on in life, I'm going to give my life to Jesus. I'm going to start serving the Lord. I'm going to get in on God's plan for my life. I wish it worked like that. I, you know, and I I don't really wish it worked like that. But, you know, many people think that's how it's going to be. But let me tell you, that's not how it is. The Bible says today, if you hear his voice today, Be careful that you don't harden your heart. That's Hebrews 3. Hebrews 3. He says, today, if you hear my voice, don't harden your heart. Because let me tell you, God keeps knocking at your door. You keep hardening your heart. Let me tell you, it's going to get to a point where you stop hearing the voice of God. Okay? You can harden your heart to a point where you sear your conscience. And I'm not going to get into all that today. But I want you to know that there is a lot of times, you know, you know, and I don't, I don't want to like scare people, but at the same time, I also don't want people to think that, okay, you can put off serving the Lord. No, I, okay. I'll just leave it at that. I want to tell you, don't put off serving the Lord. First of all, because it's the best life you'll ever live. If you wait, if you wait and you live in sin for a while first, it's going to take you year. it, It could take you the damage that you will do to your life is not worth anything. So I don't know you know, I don't know why people have, people have that thought process probably because they don't understand how good the plan of God is for their life. You know, they think that it's, they think that it's a life of bondage, of rules, of regulations, but that could not be farther from the truth. That's what the devil wants you to believe, that Christianity is actually going to be a life of bondage and you can't do this, you can't do that. But actually it's the opposite. (laughs) Living for God is actually real freedom and living in sin is actually bondage. But a lot of times people are deceived into thinking the opposite. I am here today to expose the lies of the enemy so that you can see clearly that a life lived for God 
is a life of wholeness, a life of peace, and a life of total freedom, total victory. And a life lived in the world and for sin is pleasurable for a moment, but it's actually bondage. So I want to get into that. Okay, so this is my first, my first point. God has an incredible plan for your life. God, ha- God wants to give you hope. He wants to give you uh, the desires of your heart. He wants to make you whole. He wants to give you peace. He wants to give you everlasting joy. So that's point one. That's a positive. Point two, now I want to say the opposite because people think, okay, well, if God has such a great plan for my life, why did this happen to me? Why did that happen to me? Because I'm going to tell you why. Because the devil also has a plan for your life. And this is what most Christian circles, they don't want to tell you because they, you know, but, you know, people who really love you are going to tell you the truth. So I'm telling you the truth here. Uh, The devil also has a plan for your life. Okay, so God's plan for your life is not automatic. The devil, the Bible says the enemy comes for one reason, to steal, to kill, and to destroy your life. Okay, so the devil has a plan for your life. And why, why am I gearing this to the young people? Because I see it very clearly that there is a plan in place. I'm uncovering here. I'm uncovering here the schemes of the enemy for you. The Bible says don't be ignorant of the schemes of the enemy. So let me, not, let me help you not be ignorant against them. The devil is making a plan here. If you don't know anything about colleges these days, colleges are basically where people go to, uh, you know, some of them get an education, but a lot of people these days probably just go to college to derail their life and to get into all kinds of stuff, um, to become alcoholics, to get addicted to drugs. Not everybody, and I'm not saying this is like an overarching thing. I'm just saying that that can be what happens when many people go off to college, depending on what college you go to. Um, that doesn't have to be your story at college. I'm just saying there, there's very much an environment that when you get out of high school, a lot of people coming out of high school, a, they don't know who they are in Christ. You're at an age where you're very susceptible and easily persuaded and blown every which way. So you go get thrown into this environment and there's a, you know, college, most colleges seem to be a very bad environment. I'll just say that. Um, Again, not all, and, and you can go to college and serve the Lord. College for me was basically like a four-year revival meeting because I was in revival all four years of my, all four years of college at LSU, which is one of the top party schools in the nation. So, hey, I ain't saying it ain't possible. I'm just saying, beware. If you do decide to go to college, I would beware that the devil has a plan to take you out while you're in college. Sorry, I know that's like depressing, but I'm telling you that to say that let me just read you this. All right, this is not necessarily like a, a positive feel good scripture, but this is like important to understand. And I pray that as I read this to you, that you're going to have an understanding and your eyes are going to be opened to to the reality of sin because so many young people they're having so much fun sin like this this lifestyle and you get sucked in, right? And like I said, the devil's going to disguise it as pleasure. Oh, I feel good. I feel good doing this. But I'm going to read you what's actually happening. This is Proverbs 5. Uh, It says the lips of an immoral woman. Okay, and this could also be like a man, whatever, woman or man or woman. The lips of an immoral woman are as sweet as honey and her mouth is smoother than oil. So there's the pleasure right there. Pleasure up front. But it says, but in the end, 
She is as bitter as poison, as dangerous as a double-edged sword. Her feet go down to death and her steps lead straight to the grave, for she cares nothing about the path of life. She staggers down a crooked trail and doesn't realize it. She doesn't realize it. She's staggering down a crooked trail on her way to death, but doesn't realize it. So now, my sons, listen to me. Never stray from what I am about to say. Stay away from her. Don't go near the door of her house. If you do, you will lose your honor and will lose to merciless people all you have achieved. Strangers will consume your wealth and someone else will enjoy the fruit of your labor. Verse 12, you will say how I hated discipline. If only I had not ignored all the warnings. Oh, why didn't I listen to my teachers? Why didn't I pay attention to my instructors? I have come to the brink of utter ruin and now I must face public disgrace. Verse 22 says an evil man is held captive by his own sins. They are ropes that catch and hold him. He will die for lack of self-control and he will be lost because of his great foolishness. Okay, sorry, that was kind of depressing. But this is the realities of sin. And you can't be free from something that you like. You have to be disgusted with sin. If you're ever going to live free from sin and want to serve the Lord, you have to see. And I pray that God would open your eyes, that you would be able to see through the facade that the devil puts on sin, that it's some kind of pleasurable lifestyle. Let me tell you, pleasurable for a moment. But like it says, you realize, but in the end, it's bitter poison. because, all right, so this is the scripture I wanted to hone in on, verse 22. It says that this man is held captive by his own sins. They are ropes that catch and hold him. So what's happening when you, when you, when you go into that lifestyle of living in sin, the devil is slowly wrapping a rope around you. And at first it's fine. It's just around your feet. You can still move your arms. You still got some freedom, but it's slowly It's like a rope wrapping up all the way around you. And before you know it, you're not so free as you thought you were. Listen to what I'm saying. You're not. (laughs) It's a slow process. It's all fun and games till you realize that you're not free anymore. And I want you to hear this this saying, and I want you to remember this for the rest of your life. Uh, I don't know who originated this saying, but it it says, sin always takes you further than you want to go takes more than you're willing to give and keeps you longer than you're willing to stay. Sin is not freedom. You're going to realize very soon living in that lifestyle that you're not so free as you thought. And obviously there's freedom in Christ, but I'm talking about, uh, it's a life of bondage basically. And that is, you know, let me tell you, the devil doesn't have a good plan for your life. Sin is not going to bring anything good into your life. The Bible says the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is life in Christ Jesus. What kind of life? It's the God kind of life. It's a life of peace, a life of joy, a life of health, a life of prosperity and overcoming life. That's the life that God freely makes available to whosoever will. But I want to encourage you today that you have to make a decision to choose that life. That life is not going to fall into your lap. Because let me tell you, the Bible says that broad is the way that leads to destruction. So you can look at everybody else in your generation. Everybody's doing it. It's got to be fine. Everybody's doing it. The Bible says broad is the way that leads to destruction. But narrow is the way that leads to life. It's easy to go with the flow. It's easy to head down the path of destruction. 
but it takes courage. It takes a man or a woman of faith to say, no, I'm not going to give in to what everyone else is doing. As for me, I'm going to serve the Lord. And you have to make up your mind. And I, that's why I want to encourage you. I'm not saying no one should go to college. College is bad. You know, I'm not saying that, but I am saying if you are in high school and you want to go to college, I beg of you. I humbly beg of you, you know, as a friend, a sister in Christ, I beg of you to get a hold of the word of God, to know who you are in Christ. And like Daniel did, the book of Daniel, he was being sent into this worldly wicked place called Babylon. But the Bible says that Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself. So I just want to ask you, if you're about to go to college, you have to get a hold of the word of God and you have to purpose in your heart that you're not going to defile yourself with everything else that people, everything that people are doing. And it takes courage. It takes boldness. But let me tell you, the Holy Spirit will give you the power that you need to live for him. And listen, you need to pray for godly friends, but uh, first, I, and God will give you godly friends. The Lord gave me great Christian Holy Ghost friends in college. But, I, but, but, but I went into college, and I'm not saying this to boast of myself. This is all the Holy Spirit. But you have to go into college with the mentality, uh, like that song says, I have decided to follow Jesus, no turning back. Though none go with me, still I will follow. Though none go with me, still I will follow. No turning back, no turning back, no turning back. <laughs> so you have to come to a point in your heart of hearts. You know, you have to settle in your, in your, in your own heart, you know, that even if no one else goes with me, still I'm going to serve the Lord no matter what. And you purpose in your heart, Lord, I'm not going to defile myself. And when you make that decision, God is going to give you the power. Listen to me. God, God is going to give you everything that you need to live out the life that he's called you to, to, to obtain the promises of God, to live the good life that he has, he has destined for you. The Bible says that he has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. So don't believe the lie of the enemy that you don't have what it takes to live the kind of life that God's called you to. That's a lie of the enemy. The Bible says that to as many as did receive him, to them he gives the power to become the sons and daughters of God. If you receive Jesus, he will give you the power to become a child of God and to live your life in the way that he's called you to live. Okay, I have one more point, but this is getting kind of long, but I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna give it because I know y'all want to hear it, right? Um, my third point is, I don't even really know how I would word this other than, and this may not apply to as many people, I'm not really sure, but uh, how should I word this? Let God pick your spouse. I know this is kind of like doesn't go with the past two I gave you, but if you are young, you're unmarried, um, I want to humbly beg of you to be very careful who you marry. And I want to tell you that God will bring you the perfect spouse. I want to tell you that you don't have to waste your youth running around trying to find a spouse and dating a bunch of people. Listen to me. Do not waste the strength of your youth trying to do things for yourself in the flesh trying to find somebody for yourself, trying to date around, because listen, 
all that's going to do, you're going to waste. And maybe some of you have experienced this. I mean, like I've experienced it. I've been through a breakup. You realize, wow, I just wasted however many years of my life. I'm heartbroken. Um, totally distracted me from the things of God. So really it's going to bring nothing beneficial to your life to date around. Okay. But I want to tell you that God will bring you the perfect spouse. The second thing I want to say with this topic is that you should get married unless you're called to a life of singleness, which would be extremely rare. And probably if you're listening to this, you're probably not, but the Bible says to give honor to marriage. Marriage is something that God has designed to bring favor into your life. And as a safeguard to you, your spouse, getting married is going to, is, is a good thing. Let me just tell you, it's a good thing. It's a very, very good thing. And I would encourage you, if you're listening to this and you're young, to keep yourself totally pure for your future spouse. Interpret as you wish. But, you know, maybe you haven't thus far. Hey, the Lord can totally restore your virginity. He can restore your purity. So I'm all about that. If you've made a mistake, let me tell you right now, God will forgive you. He will cleanse you and he will make you brand new. So I want to tell you that first and foremost. But I do want to encourage you. The Bible says, this is, a, this is a side note. In Philippians, it says, I, Paul prayed for the church. He said, I pray that you would be able to discern what really matters, keeping yourselves pure. Purity matters. Purity matters in the sight of God, and it matters for your own life. Um, and let me tell you that living impure, like I said, may be pleasurable for like two seconds, but it's going to bring nothing but destruction and bondage into your mind, into your emotional life. Listen to me what I'm saying. All right, we don't need to get into 1 Corinthians 6, but the, the Bible does say that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, that, you, you, that your body has been bought with a price, so honor God with your body. I don't even know why I'm getting into this, but this is probably important for someone. I want to encourage you and I want to tell you that it is absolutely possible to live pure until your wedding day um, in this generation. It is absolutely possible. You can do anything with the power of the Holy Spirit. And I want to tell you that it's it is absolutely worth it. Let me tell you, that's what Paul said. I pray, and I'm praying this over you, listeners, the you young listeners. I pray that you would understand what really matters, living pure. Living pure is important. Living pure is not something to be sneered at. It's not something to be mocked. It's something extremely important for your life, and it's a safeguard to your life. That's why God said, I have a plan for your peace. Let me tell you what's not going to bring you peace is living an impure life. Impurity will bring nothing but the opposite of peace into your life. The Bible says there is no peace for the wicked. For those who live in sin, there is no peace of mind. So God has a plan for you. He has a plan to take you out of any kind of lifestyle of sin that you may, may be in. I want to tell you that God wants to set you free. Pornography, God wants to set you free. That, that is absolute demonic bondage. And I want to tell you that there is freedom in Christ. You have no idea how that's destroying your life, maybe, or maybe you do, or you don't know. And maybe you want to be free. I want to tell you that as a young person, you can be free. You can live in dominion over all types of sin, and you can be a strong Christian 
that doesn't date around, that you wait, you press into God and he's going to bring you the perfect spouse. He's going to keep you in peace. He's going to keep you in joy. He's going to keep you uh, pure all the days of your life. If you give your life to him, if you surrender to him. And let me tell you, this is my last thought. Okay, I'm going to stop because I know this is getting long. This is my last thought on the spouse thing. You know, something that the Lord told me was, if you put all your strength and effort that you could be putting into finding a husband, if you put all that same strength and effort into pursuing me in the prayer closet, I'll give you someone that everyone is dying trying to get. Hey, and the Lord did just that for me. And man, am I glad that I didn't waste a bunch of time and effort trying to find somebody for myself. Because let me tell you, it wouldn't, the person wouldn't even be as good as the person that the Lord has given me. Because let me tell you, God knows how to pick them. And God knows, God knows, uh, God knows the heart of man. You look on the outward appearance, but God knows the heart of man. And he will bring you the perfect person for you. But let me tell you, the spend, the, I beg of you, spend the strength of your youth pursuing Christ with everything you have. I beg of you. Why? Because you don't even understand. If you... The privilege, the honor, the, the, the benefits of, of going all in for God. Jesus said, if you seek the kingdom of God first, I will add, you, add unto you everything else, every, everything that everyone is dying to get. Let me tell you, God will just give it to you if you seek him first. Okay, I have one more thought. I'm sorry. This is my last thought. Let me tell you, when I was in high school, I... In the natural, it may have seemed as though I, you know, I don't know if the word is gave up or I went without a lot of things to keep myself pure, to serve the Lord. And people mocked me, hands down, even into college. People thought, dude, I was crazy for the way that I lived, the way that whatever, you know, people think it's crazy. But now, let me tell you what I was doing. I was sowing seed because listen, the seeds that you're sowing now, you will reap a few years from now. So yeah, everything's all fun and dandy now, but the Bible says that they who sow to the flesh will of the flesh reap corruption. But those who sow to the spirit will from the spirit reap the God kind of life. So I spent those years sowing to the spirit and maybe it wasn't so glamorous in the moment. People mocked me. People probably thought, dude, you crazy. What's up with you? But now it's not so funny anymore because let me tell you, man, has it paid to sow to the spirit and to go all in for God in the days of my youth. And I would not, I wouldn't trade that for anything in the world. And I'm not saying this to boast in myself. I'm saying this to encourage you young people to go all in for God. I am telling you, it is so worth it to surrender everything to God. Stop playing with, stop being one foot in the world, one foot out. I'm telling you, because what God has in store for you is greater than anything that you could dream. The Bible says that what no eye has seen, what no ear has heard, what has never even entered into the heart of man, that is what God has prepared for those who love him. Let me tell you, I have experienced the reality of that. God has fulfilled every promise that he ever made to me. Yeah, I've seen the manifestation of the glory of God. I've seen the harvest of the things that I have sowed. Yeah, maybe people thought I was crazy a few years ago, but it ain't so crazy anymore. 
Why? Because surely there is a reward for those who diligently seek the Lord. That's what it says in Hebrews 11. There is surely, and let me tell you, God knows how to reward his people. God knows how to reward those who serve him. And the Bible says that if you obey God, he says that he will make you the head and not the tail, that you will be above always and never beneath, that you will be blessed in everything you do. There is surely a reward for serving the Lord. Okay? And I want you to know that, young person. I want you to know that in your youth, I beg of you, go all in for Jesus. Surrender your life and watch him give you the power to live in victory over sin. All right, I'm going to pray. I feel to pray for this one. If you're listening to this, lift up your hands. Close your eyes unless you're driving. Lord, I just pray for every listener. I pray no matter what age or stage of life they're in, Lord, I pray that you would put a distaste in them, Lord, for sin for the world, Lord, that you would just put a a righteous hunger on the inside of them, Lord, to seek the kingdom of God above everything else. Lord, show them that you are, are a rewarder of those who seek you. Lord, if there's anyone listening to this that is battling suicidal thoughts, that's battling, um, any type of addiction, any type of sinful lifestyle, Lord, I break it in the name of Jesus. I command them to be set free in the name of Jesus and father I thank you that right now you fill them with your Holy Spirit and you give them power to walk in that freedom for the rest of their lives father and I thank you that you're raising them up as a mighty sign and wonder to to their generation that it is possible to serve the Lord it is possible to live pure and that and that they will see people will look at them and they will see the glory of God upon their lives and they will know surely they are servants of the living God and Lord we thank you for it we give you all the glory and we pray this in the mighty name of Jesus Christ This is Victoria. I just want to say thank you so much for listening and make sure that you subscribe, share it with a friend, share it on Instagram. Let me know that you're listening and I pray that these podcasts will continue to be a blessing to you.